Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 169. I'm Zoner. I'm Dollface. And I'm Zook. And this is the episode for the week of Monday, June 23rd. Uh, I didn't have to look at the calendar that time because this time we're actually recording like the day before you're hearing this. We kind of slacked this week. Well, it's been a series of unfortunate events, as Lemony, Lemony Snicket would put this forth. Is, you're you know, right. This we is had a total Snicket week. Yeah, we had a like, crazy old Jim Carrey look-alike busting indoors and making kids do weird stuff. I, I don't know. It, was, it sounds kind of dirty when I say it like that. but yeah, Most children's does. books actually are kind of dirty and disturbing. We are <laughs> we are short of Schmidt this week. Um, he is not feeling well. Uh, Dollface has uh, deigned to join us. Yay! Hello Welcome. again. Insert Thank applause you. sound clip here. Um, <laughs> before we go any further, let's say hello to our friends and sponsors over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Also, again, we are brought to you this week. Uh, well, we're not brought to you, but we have partnered up with 180 Fusion and the Utah Food Bank. Uh, again, this is the food bank for the state of Utah that helps with uh, those homeless and those who are short on food themselves. The stats, which I completely misquoted last week, uh, are that one in six Utahns don't know where their next meal is going to be coming from, and one in five kids go hungry. Uh, last week, I completely reversed those and said five out of six. It's much less yeah. apocalyptic than I thought, but it's still pretty bad. <laughs> I was thinking that was a little bit... Um exaggerated however who am i to argue statistics because i believe that 99 percent of them are accurate yes yes this is true but only 23 people know that 23 percent of people know that um the fact of the matter is is statistics statistics are no hunger sucks and every dollar you can donate can be turned into four and a half pounds of food by the utah food bank uh we've partnered up with them and we are helping pushing FamineFighters.com. If you head to FamineFighters.com, you can do- donate directly in there. 100% of all money gained it goes straight to the food bank. It's not like profit or any amount past expenses. There are no expenses. It's going straight in there. Uh, go ahead and do that. When you donate, let me know at feedback at StolenDroids.com, and you get entered to win one of my uh, one of our awesome Star Trek figurines from Eagle Moss Limited, who are also a pretty Yay. awesome sponsor. Yay. Not figurines, ships. Ships. They're, well, they're ship figurines. They fly, and I make the sound effects, and they're freaking cool. I want one. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> My ships bring all the kids to the block. And your block is better than theirs. Zook drives around in his van <laughs> with a sign on it that says, Free Starships, trying to lure all the kids to follow him. Uh, yeah, but that way... You might want to get, cool get windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, FamineFighters.com. You want to go there. You want to donate, and you want to uh, make sure to let me know so you can get one of these awesome ships. Uh, finally, we are brought to you by the awesome Herculean efforts of 4814. 48-14.com, your source for the best hosting out there. Uh, we give mad props to these guys because we believe in them. They, they keep us online week after week. They keep all these wonderful episodes streaming to you. We've never had a problem with them at all. So, Yay! One day we might actually have to go into details on why they're so awesome. <laughs> Maybe. You know. they, they keep us running. That's all we need to know. <laughs> that is why they're awesome, because it allows our listeners to visit the site and listen to our show and get our witty banter. 
Indeed. Well, I, I should actually go into detail, you know, and this is not just me plugging them as a sponsor, but a bit of backstory. Uh, what was it, like two years ago when we first spoke with Larry Korea? Was it about something two like years that. ago? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Larry Korea, awesome author, who, by the way, has a new book out, just launched Friday, Monster Hunter Nemesis. Um, according to my Kindle, I am 98% through it. I'd be finishing it up right now if I wasn't recording the show, and it may be the best one there. Anyway, so we recorded that episode, and we put it online, and Larry's fans, who are a rabid population of geeks, nerds, and fantasy lovers and enthusiasts, swamped our site trying to hear the show. We have never experienced traffic like that, and it got so bad, they couldn't actually listen to the episode. Our server was able to stop streaming the show, like entirely. It was down for almost an entire day. After that, we tried to reach out to our host that was, and on Twitter, our host actually started fighting with me. Like, the PR department started blaming me and getting real snippety. And these guys at 4814, their Twitter account noticed and reached out to me and said, hey, you know what? We'll take you on. You'll never, ever have to worry about bandwidth. And you know what? We never have. These guys are true to their word. They're quite awesome. By the way, that's also why you need to have a really good host when you host a show. Just saying. Thanks, so, guys. Now that we're five and a half minutes into the show, <laughs> what else do we want to BS about? No, I'm joking. Okay, headlines. Uh, headlines were kind of weird this week, I think. They're kind of from all over the place. You guys notice that? They're kind of schizophrenic, yeah. 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 Yeah, no major things were announced, but things that were announced were kind of interesting. First up, on the interesting block, um, kind of a fun thing, actually. It seems like a toy, but everyone knows drones, right? We mm-hmm. all know unmanned aerial vehicles. The military uses them. People are buying quadricopters everywhere. They can be scary. They can be GoPro-fitted. Everyone wants a drone. Everyone has a drone. Everyone's scared of drones. Everyone loves drones. Just drones. Drones are in the news. Well, it turns out a new company has developed a new type of drone called the Air Dog. This one is a little bit different because it's smart. It can collapse down, so it can be carried anywhere. It can be fitted with any one of those small cameras, you know, the uh, Sony NEX, I think it's called, a GoPro. There's a bunch of other sport cams that can fit. But what this thing does is it follows you. You wear a little um, a band on your wrist, and when you want to, you hit the command band, and it will, takes off comes to your location, follows you while filming you, and then if the battery starts to run low, it goes back and lands at its original destination. Seems kind of like an odd thing, right? Until you realize that this is like almost entirely meant for uh, sports enthusiasts. So imagine you're a surfer and you want to take some really awesome video of you, but all your friends are completely lousy with a camera. (laughs) Right, You can't afford a drone operator to be out there with you the entire time. And honestly, a drone doesn't have the power to stay out there waiting for just the right time when finally the right wave comes. So instead, you have it back on the beach. You wait for the wave to come in. You can see the wave coming, so you tell the drone to come to you. It takes off. It comes to you. It films you do your thing. And then it goes back and lands on the beach all autonomously. You can be a mountain biker, and it'll be following you. You can be a skateboarder. This is really, really awesome, I think. I know it seems like dumb little tech, and we usually don't talk about things like that, but I personally think the only really great GoPro videos out there are the ones of sports enthusiasts, you know, or yeah. one guy spinning in a circle on 60 different, you know, 60 different places. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, mean, I like watching a lot of those videos. I think they're really cool, so it'd be cool to have a different angle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this is a great idea, because how often... 
do you have something that you want to film yourself doing, but the helmet mounts for your camera. I mean, they show your face or they show the wheel of your bike or whatever the case may be. You don't really get to see the whole picture, whereas this gets a nice vantage point. I'm very interested in the tech behind it. I wonder how accurate and how, how well it works. It is GPS enabled, so I imagine there is some degree of accuracy there. But I wonder how many in this first first few waves of these being developed are going to end up in trees or at the <laughs> bottom of the ocean. Well, there's not a lot of surfers in trees, uh, one would think. I Here's the geek in me, okay? And this is I realize this is kind of dumb and kind of abstract, but bear with me. Peter Parker... What, what was his day job? He was a photographer for the Daily Bugle, right? Mm-hmm. And he was able to make his way by selling pictures of Spider-Man. Now, he, of course, got away with that because he knew where Spider-Man was going to be because he was Spider-Man. And you know how he took those pictures? Wait, what? He's, they're the same? <laughs> yeah, I know. Spoiler alert. Surprise. <laughs> but so, do you know how he, he took those pictures? He basically shot a bit of webbing onto a wall, stuck his camera to it, and then just had it go nuts while he went swinging by it. One of these things, he wouldn't have to. He'd just have his own little drone taking footage all the time. That's a lot less work for him. Exactly. Until some redneck shoots it out of the air like they think it's an Amazon drone. <laughs> doesn't have a package on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, seriously, though, I mean, I realize it's huge tangent but this kind of technology is kind of cool i see it actually being uh, used by like hollywood types if you think about it because crane shots can be expensive wire shots are hard to maintain and drone operators are very expensive but being able to say okay you know just track this guy as he's driving in the car and it's the drone doing it on its own that's pretty cool now as soon as these things start to get armed with hellfire missiles then we need to worry I think that those ones. I think those ones are already out there, Zook. Probably the NSA but not, controls them. I'm not and wearing talk, their armband. And they're talking about you know that's the storyline on 24 is the drones that like to kill people. Like the drones have a choice. They actually have a preference. Yeah. Well, it's only we a could matter just of fly time. around, but I like to kill people instead. It really makes my time more <laughs> worthwhile. You know, speaking of that, the Elon Musk was doing an interview recently talking about the stuff we talked about last week. We should back we up. Just, Elon Musk is? The Tesla CEO. And they were talking to him about how he just made all of his patents open source for the Tesla vehicles. And the interviewer was commenting on how he doesn't really invest in a lot of tech companies, but he did recently make an investment in some AI company. I don't know all the details, but in the conversation, he essentially alluded that the reason he made this investment is to keep track of the technology that will eventually lead us to Skynet and Terminators killing out the human race. So this could be, these drones could be the next step to that. Very true, very true, with their new satellite network and whatnot. Hey, speak, while we're on the subject of Tesla Motors and whatnot, there's another stat I completely screwed up last week. Last week I said that uh, the Model S, the Tesla Model S, got five out of six stars in its highway safety rating. That is totally inaccurate. The truth is it got six out of five. I, mean, I was screwing up stats all week last week, it turns out. But yeah, the Model S got six out of five stars on its safety rating. It is the only vehicle to ever do so. Yeah. So the statistics that you kept spewing last week were 
about 60% right 100% of the time? Yes. (laughs) But only applied to 14% of the people. Okay. Yeah. No, as it turns out, a car that is like 90% crumple zones and can break the device that was built to crush it gets extra credit. It's like that that extra two words on your spelling test, it got them. (laughs) Okay, into uh, other random news. Uh, Canada. Those darn Canadians up there in Canada. Um, Being so polite. Yeah. Don't even know what they're talking about. So they've decided, uh, their Supreme Court has decided that anonymity is vital to the online experience. Which I agree with. Well, it's kind of interesting because it's being brought up right now. Um, There's a case, there's a trial that's going on that stems back to an arrest made in 2007 uh, in Saskatchewan of a gentleman convicted of child pornography. (laughs) They were able to pull his online records and use them against him to convict him. Well, now they're saying, they're saying, well, I should clarify, they're saying that conviction still stands because at the time of the arrest and at the time of the investigation, the investigators were using the law as it was available to them. But from now moving forward, the law has changed. You can't, it, should be, it should be noted that they did not use a warrant to obtain his you're right, records. You're right. That, that, that's a key part there. That is a key differentiation there. It, they did not get a warrant. They just went straight to the ISP. They got the guy's information. They arrested him. Again, they're not going to overturn the arrest because at the time of the arrest, the investigators were using the tools made available to them, and this was one of those tools. But moving forward, they can't do that. I'm assuming that the unspoken part of this is they can't do it unless they have a warrant. Strangely, that isn't actually specified here in the article, but... I I believe that that is the case. As I read it, that's what I inferred, that they do need to get warrants here on out. And here's the real slippery slope, I think, with this, is the fact that we're all decent human beings, right? I would like to think all of our listeners are as well. So we see the value in putting away child sex offenders, right? Mm -hmm. People who deal with child pornography or make threats against people online. Because that's really un- horrible things to do, and it shouldn't be stood for. So in that way, we kind of want law enforcement to have access to those records. But only if it's part of an investigation, right? That should be the safety. Mm-hmm. That should be the check and balance. Except for the fact is, as we've learned with the NSA, <laughs> they can get warrants for anything all the time. The NSA doesn't yeah. even get warrants. They well, just they do. go for it. They, they, they get warrants through their own secret court that no one has access to. They don't get warrants. They're not legit. <laughs> if it's a secret court, it's a secret warrant, you may as well not have a warrant. Schmitty is listening to this episode right now, days in the future, screaming at his radio, legitimate, legitimate. <laughs> but uh, His radio? Yeah. Maybe. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, carry on. Old habits, you know, when he's not reading yeah. this in his newspaper, waiting for his facts. He's going vintage. He goes old school. He's a hipster tech. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool they're recognizing that, though, that it's an inalienable right of being online. So, I agree, and I really, I really wish that our country would follow suit and start getting warrants for stuff that they should have warrants for. It seems to me like under the guise of security... And under the guise of keeping the country safe from terrorism, 
all of our rights to privacy have just kind of been thrown out the window and a lot of people don't really seem to care or even notice. Mm-hmm. Or probably most just aren't really fully aware of uh, the extent of it. That That's probably true, but I'll get off my soapbox now. Well, now, and <laughs> interestingly, this case gets a little bit more detailed. Ow, I fell when I got off. <laughs> he is but a wee lad. I, this case does turn, uh, has one more twist in it. The guy that they, they, they busted was not just in possession of child pornography. He was distributing it publicly over LimeWire. Is that and still a thing? Evidently, up in Canada in 2007 it was. They're like 10 years behind us. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which so, explains BlackBerry. Exactly. But so <laughs> the argument was that he was doing it in a public setting. And it was so outrageous and so public that anyone should have had the right to ask the ISP for information, regardless, because he had made it public. It's kind of like people who say that you're not allowed to use stuff on my Facebook wall against me because it's on my Facebook wall and that's mine. Which isn't an argument because once you post it out online, it's not yours anymore. It's public domain. But they said, nope, nope, from here on out, they need a search warrant even in that case. So, I don't know. I see this being generally a good thing, like ninety percent good. You know, no, I agree. I agree. Maybe maybe seven percent bad and three percent indifferent. Yeah, that that adds mm-hmm. up to a hundred, right? Uh, about eighty percent of the time, I think. <laughs> yes, it's the statistics show. I hated statistics in college. Yeah, so did I. That's why I didn't go. <laughs> we'll chalk it up to that reason. That's why I didn't go. <laughs> Okay. Um, Speaking of governments and the internet, the FCC has decided that they're going to start looking into these alleged issues between Netflix and different ISPs. This comes on the heels of Netflix flashing up that warning saying, sorry, your Verizon account is, you know, your Verizon network is too crowded right now, or your AT&T network is, and the ISP is firing back saying that Netflix isn't allowed to do that. Let's get this out of the way. It's not alleged. The ISPs are totally screwing with Netflix. It's just what they're doing. Allegedly. <laughs> they better leave my Netflix alone. She's going to break a heel off in, the, in them. <laughs> no. In them ISPs. I better not be breaking my nail. Um, the problem is, is that the head of the FCC, Tom Wheeler, uh, used to be a lobbyist for cable companies and ISPs. I don't know if this is going to go anywhere. I don't think it will. As I was looking over this, I couldn't help but think that there was conflicts of interest all over the place here with with Tom Wheeler. I think that if this was a true investigation, if this was a true probe, that ISPs would be fined, that things would actually be changed, and we would see maybe, and I know we're making fun of percentages right now, but bear with me. (laughs) I think we'd see speeds return to like 90% of normal, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But... This is just going to be a warning. I think they're going to get slapped on the wrist. I think we're going to see like a 15% return to normal and no fines. You know, for so six things will get, months. Things will get slightly better. So, okay, for comparison, it's like the gas situation. Gasoline for your car situation. Remember when it was approaching almost $5 a gallon? And people Over were... Over $5 riot- in some places. Yeah, here in yeah. Utah, almost 5 But And people were ready to riot. Things were bad. Things were so bad uh, that they... 
that the government stepped in and said, now, 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 you listen here, you can't do that. And it went down to like $3, $3.20. And people felt, oh, so relieved. Look how, oh, it's down again. Well, yeah, but it's now up to $4 a gallon again. You know, if it had actually, if they had actually put something into effect, it would have gone down much more than that. So I'm kind of guessing the same thing here. The government's going to shake its fist a little bit. The FCC is going to shake its fist and they're going to say, you're right, you're right, we'll make it better. And they'll make it just marginally better, enough that people stop screaming about it. And then, For as soon six as, months, yeah. And then in six months, as soon as it's not a news item anymore, it's going to go right back. And then they'll be able to say, "No, see, it's not an issue anymore because they looked into it." Yeah. You know, the more I report on tech, the more of a cynic I become about it. <laughs> Well, you've got the government involved as well, and so how is it possible to not become cynical? Mm -hmm. You know, I had a brilliant idea. I think it's brilliant. If anyone disagrees with me, you are welcome to tell me so. I I appreciate that kind of feedback. But I got thinking about it while in the shower, as I often do. The FCC should be allowed to pass their fast lane net neutrality proposal. I think they should do it. On the condition that all... ISPs bring up our median speed across the U.S. to 50 megabits. If they can guarantee that everyone has 50 megabits regardless, that we have coast-to-coast 50 megabit connection to the Internet, if any company wants to go above and beyond that, then they can pay the FCC for it. I think that's fair. I want want 50 megs. Yeah. I got 40, and I love it. Yeah, but how much do you pay for it? And for every person that's up above... I pay 30 bucks a month. So you can send nothing your, to say to that. You, you can uh, hashtag dies on or die. <laughs> and we'll see that trending on Twitter here soon. The on or the, it's German. <laughs> dies on off. Anyway, so we just lost our entire German contingent right there. So for most of America, most of America is still stuck under the 10 meg line. You know, and I think it's really unfair to ask them or companies trying to get to them to pay more money than it is for the rest of us. So really, the FCC should just make sure everyone's at fifty, and then they can charge companies for the extra fast line. But that's just you know, it it's interesting because I'm currently in the process of buying a house, a new house. I have a house. I'm not homeless yet. I will be next. Oh, you're buying a second house. I'm buying a second house with your forty meg connection. Yes, I, actually, I have to sell my first house so I can afford the second house. <laughs> However, details. One of the big, th- <laughs> one of the big factors, and my wife thought I was ridiculous, but every address that we looked at, I would pull it up on my ISP's website and see how fast their speeds were. And if I could stick with my forty meg down, then that house was considered. If it was oh no, I'm right there with you. Whenever we're looking at moving, what's the ISP speeds and how good is the toilets? Those two things, only things that matter to me. It amazes yeah. me though how many houses still have the top speed with this particular ISP three megs down. How do you live in this society with three megs down? I think it's like beyond first world problems. You know. That's just me. <laughs> so then again, even people in the third world are getting uh, Facebook balloons to give them internet, so I guess that makes sense. Put all your messages in a balloon. <laughs> is that is that Fr- Friend, accept me. <laughs> is that the way Facebook is going to be bringing them the internet? We were kind of wondering about that. 
probably. <laughs> you get a, like a balloon like three days later. I'm unfriended. What? <laughs> okay. Speaking of other countries and the internet, we have had many, many instances where revolution has tried to happen in different Middle Eastern countries or different third world countries. And they have used Twitter or Facebook or Tumblr or whatever. Everything except Google Plus. I, think. I don't think they've used Google Plus at all to try and <laughs> only help. If only if they're members of the tech community. Right, right. So, like, no one in Libya or Syria or any of those places. But they've been using them for freedom fighting efforts against the government. And as such, usually the government tries to come in and shut them down. Well, this week, news came out that the government of Iran has been wanting to shut down Facebook and Twitter. And not for the reasons you'd think. It turns out there is a more militant wing called ISIS, not the government wallet system and not Sterling Archer's agency, but they're like a more extremist version of Al-Qaeda who have been using social media for their purposes, and the government of Iran wants it shut down to stop them. Correction, it's Iraq, not Iran. Oh, is it Iraq? It's Iraq, yes. Oh, you're right, you're right. ISIS is pretty much mowed through the country, and they're, they're storming Baghdad soon, so... Yeah, uh, and I thought this was kind of interesting, even if it seems kind of stupid. I mean, sure, of course, they'd use the same tools we use against us. But it really does help you remember that the social media warfare thing goes both ways. Both sides can use it. And they probably get a kick out of the fact they're using an American invention against the Americans. I know. Take that. <laughs> I'll unfriend you. I know. <laughs> we're, we're spamming them with Candy Crush requests. The Americans will back down soon. <laughs> I do not want to play Farmville, guys. Not that they speak in a southern accent, but I've been watching True Blood lately, so sorry. It's all I've been to, wanting to do. I was about to say, every single like impression you've done has been a southern accent. You're kind of on one note here. It's southern Iraqi. Fault. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm practicing for them. Amber keeps hoping that she'll get caught up in a casting call for True Blood. I know. Even though they'll be over with soon. I know, I know. And I screwed up and used your real name. It's all right. Because we've never done that before. I know. (laughs) Just call me Zook. Oh, wait, you do. (laughs) Okay. Um, Funny story here that goes into not-so-funny ways. It started out funny, and then it, it wasn't really funny anymore. Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad is in a new Xbox One commercial. And this commercial is kind of annoying the crap out of Xbox One owners. Because throughout the commercial, he's yelling out, Xbox, on. Play Titanfall. Record that. And the thing is, is that one of the Xbox On feature, the feature he is demonstrating, is Kinect's ability to pick up on vocal commands. Guess what happens if you have a Kinect and your TV starts screaming out actual legitimate Xbox commands? It starts doing them. So Aaron Paul has been messing with Xbox One owners across the nation. You think this is just an elaborate troll by Microsoft? Maybe. <laughs> I I remember being over at my brother-in-law's place when he first got a Kinect. And they're watching a movie on Netflix. And this is the first generation Kinect. This is for the 360. We're on Netflix. And in the movie, someone keeps screaming, stop, stop. And the Kinect would keep stopping the movie. It got so bad that they actually had to turn off the voice recognition because it was triggering its own commands. That's so, amazing. So that's the funny thing. That's the funny part. 
The not funny part actually got brought up to me by Dollface and her husband yesterday when it turns out a memo got leaked by someone at Microsoft saying that the Kinect is their best weapon or their best tool in advertising because of its always-on features and its ability to recognize blood pressure and facial recognition and expressions, they can actually get like incredible feedback from advertisements by watching people watch them. Tell me that's not creepy. Seriously. Oh, no. I mean, I already have a problem with being tempted to want to, ooh, I got to get this, I got to get that. I don't need that shoved in my face even more. What about if it just watches you while you sleep? That's... What if it starts, you know, moving, like it secretly has legs and arms, and I wake up and it's petting me? <laughs> it's a transformer. It's, it's a like brushing my hair. It's just like smelling your hair. <laughs> I love your apple-scented lotion. Yeah, I just... That's just too much for me. <laughs> way, way to take it, like, to the nth degree right there, Dollface. I, <laughs> I, I appreciate you, you know, taking the Colbert <laughs> approach here. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth, the truth is, though, is that you know we'll be watching TV and an advertisement for food comes on, and I tease my wife constantly about this because she's like the most susceptible person on earth to advertisements about really good food. I'm pretty bad myself, but regardless, she'll turn to me. That sounds really good now. Great, now I want that. Now and. These little innocuous comments like that. It's like, okay, guess what? Everyone says that. Ooh, that's cool. Can I get that? Now just imagine that your Connect is listening to that every time. And before you know it, all you're getting are Applebee's ads. Yeah. It's not a world I want to live in. A world with nothing but Applebee's. They do no, have fried pickles, though. They do have fried pickles. Uh. Yeah, if you're willing to wait two hours to get them. That's even worse than the man watching you. (laughs) But this is very 1984, okay? If anyone has not read the book 1984, and you should, even though it's now anachronistic, but in the movie, or in the book, the government uses televisions to control people. You know, they control the propaganda. You must watch the TV. It's giving you the information you're allowed. But what the people don't know is that the TVs are also watching them. That the government can see you watching the TV to see what you're doing and how you're reacting. So... I mean, if that's not if that's not what the Connect is, I don't know what is. And here's the thing: I like the Connect as a gaming mechanism. It's really cool, and as a computer interface, it's really awesome. I just don't want it always on. Has it gotten to the point where you can now play Dance Dance Revolution? No, with pants no, on? I can't. I can't. Uh, if anyone doesn't remember one of our very early episodes, very early episodes, we're talking like in the teens. I shared how I can't play Connect games worth a damn. But my kids can, like crazy. Uh, and it, 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 I had to play in my underwear because my jeans were too restricting to do the dance moves and Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> and meanwhile, it then, it then recorded me dancing and played it back and said, this is where you failed. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there's the story of my life right there. <laughs> I was never good at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Dollface pointed out uh, in the article for uh, Aaron Paul, it looks like uh, Jason's behind him. Uh, yeah, Jason Voorhees is behind him. It's because uh, Engadget put Jason Voorhees into the background of every picture on Friday the 13th. Uh, okay, because on that one, it was my first time seeing that picture, and I'm like, there's a guy behind That's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> run, Aaron, run! 
<laughs> that's when that's when the connect actually says, "Dude, guy behind you with a knife." <laughs> would the um, connect alert okay. him? Do you think, or would it just let things flow? <laughs> see what? Let's just let's see, see what happens. Goes. Can we market this? No, no, we can't. <laughs> It'll just keep stopping his movie as he's screaming out for help. Stop! Stop! <laughs> yeah, we'll just let it go. Would you like an ad for Applebee's? Okay, um, <laughs> AT&T has admitted something. Uh, it turns out they've been hacked. It turns out it was last April, even. But uh, they, they, they've they been hacked. It turns out one of their biggest vendors accessed uh, customer records, which included social security numbers and call records. I'm glad to see that there's a timely in getting this information out to their customers. I want to say that's like your third most uttered comment on this show. Striking while the iron's hot, baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, on one hand, okay, I know I'm going on a tangent here, but bear with me. We keep getting news about how the NSA is able to gain access from all of our call records, and they keep everything on all of us, and they have our social security numbers, and our text history, and our call history, and then I see headlines like this, and it's kind of like, well, yeah, but who doesn't at this point? Yeah. I feel like you I know, could walk into I an have... AT&T store and get all this information. Yeah. Could you imagine? I have fun with them sometimes. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> to interrupt you there. Uh, could you imagine the massive amount of data you could get if you were able to successfully hack the NSA servers? Forget about all the national security stuff. Just the amount of cell phone data that you could collect. Dollface? Oh. Ours is, uh, what I was going to say is, uh, we like to have fun. And, um, since, you know, I kind of live out by a government place anyways, well, every time I'm driving past it and if I'm talking to my husband on the phone, we will sing as ridiculous as we possibly can. Cause it's like, if they're going to listen and record me, we're going to make it worth their while. <laughs> but then they probably shut us down because they're tired of us. <laughs> oh, great. It's them again. I can, just imagine, yeah. I can just imagine your husband singing like, you know, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Yeah, he probably does. So I'll Kyle Glass like, style. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they are. Uh, we do admire them. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, uh, seriously, it's like at this point, who doesn't have our call records anymore? I want to see. I want to see. Like the NSA did finally admit that last April, some uh, former contractors walked out with everyone's information. Oh wait, that did happen. He's living in Russia now. Yeah, selling it to the highest bidder, maybe, uh, and doing Dateline interviews. I don't. Again, maybe this is the cynical side of me. Maybe it's because we're recording four days later than normal, and this is just how I am on Sunday nights. I don't seem to care anymore about hacks. <laughs> They're almost a dime a dozen at this point. They happen mm-hmm. so frequently that yeah. it's almost becoming non-news. Yeah. Oh, Target was hacked. Uh, my information has changed again. Guess I'll need to get another card. Okay. I mean, and that's then kind America of, first. Then yeah. yeah. I, and this is this is sad. I'm not saying this is how it should be, but it's almost like walking out to your car and someone has keyed it. Okay. Yeah. Looks like that's happened again. I guess I will have to take care of that. This is so last year. Get original people. I know, my gosh. Just another key mark. I'm not even going to fix it this time. They want to key it, they can key it. That's not the way this should be. No. Just saying. (laughs) Now I'll hop off my little soapbox. 
careful getting down. It's a big step sometimes. I, I, I had a smaller soapbox. It's just a little box of sun, you know? We're too poor to... <laughs> we can't afford the nice stuff like you one percenters. We don't have no tide in our house. <laughs> Me with my two houses and... Your two houses and your 96 loads of tide container. Or my 40 meg down. <laughs> I'll bet you wash your dishes with Cascade Platinum, not us. Oh, I, I hate Cascade so much. My dishes are dirtier after I use Cascade than if I... I think it's more a reflection on you, actually. What are you no, looking on your dishes? It's Cascade. Let me shine. I, I prefer finish. No, I mean, if you use Let me shine addition to your uh, dishwashing soap, yes. it's supposed to help get rid of it. it. It does, but it also takes the finish off all of my utensils. Because I have to buy cheap utensils, because that's how I afford two houses, apparently. Wait a minute. We have cheap utensils. We just keep washing the same plastic forks and spoons over and over again. They don't melt? Wow, you must buy those high-quality ones. <laughs> Chinette. That's how we roll up in this house, yo. Who's the one percenter now, Zook? <laughs> Only with my flatware. <laughs> you don't skimp on that disposable stuff, man. Heck no. That stuff lasts. This show went off the rails real fast. <laughs> it has. It has. We've just completely derailed. So let's listen to some music. Or talk about listening to music. Um, yeah, uh, more no- mobile news. And this one is awesome, especially for me and Zoner, because we're on T-Mobile. Uh, T-Mobile had their um, conferences last week, their Uncarrier announcements. They don't come out with these very regularly, but when they do, they number them. So Uncarrier 5.0. That's kind of weird. Whatever. It's like a scripture or something. But if you <laughs> want to, you can test drive... T-Mobile's network for an undisclosed amount of time. I forget how much it is. I think it actually is disclosed. I just don't remember. They will give you an <laughs> iPhone 5S and let you loose on T-Mobile's network to test drive to see if you like it. Okay, that's kind of cool. I'm not really sure how many people are going to do that, but it's still kind of cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that's a good marketing move? or I think it's a brilliant marketing move because if you're debating switching carriers and you want to know what kind of coverage you're going to be seeing, what kind of data speeds you're going to be seeing, the only way up until now was to make the switch. And now T-Mobile, I mean, they're like, hey, give it a go. See what you think. And if you don't like it, you don't have to keep it. Well, now on that note, most people who make the switch, you can get out of that contract within a certain amount of time. Like I think it's 30 days. There's no contracts now with T-Mobile, so I don't even know what the point is. But but do you think that they... Well, no, there's no contracts, but if you don't buy your phone outright, if you go into like their jump plan or something, the yes, rest of the true. phone is due true. If, you, if you jump out of it at that point. Do you think that they will suddenly say, well, look, you had the test drive for two weeks. You don't get that cl- jump out clause anymore. You don't get the early out. I don't know. Anyway, we're thinking about, but yeah, it's kind of a cool idea. If you want to test out T-Mobile's network, you now can with an with an iPhone 5s. Um, in their other news, the Uncarrier 6.0 announcement, and the one that really gets me going, they announced that streaming music no longer counts against your data usage. That which, is awesome. Which is just beyond awesome. Yeah. Because I use my phone for GPS. I use Waze. I use a lot of email. Um, occasional Facebook, you know, whatnot, and then just regular system 
usage. You know, Android uses this a lot. iPhone, a little bit less. Windows Phone, I think it's the least of the three. Background uh, data that's updating your location, your weather, that kind of stuff. But I never go near my data limit, mainly because uh, T-Mobile just doubled my data limit for free last year at their last on-carrier announcement. But where I really run into problems is when I'm streaming music, if I'm using Spotify or if I'm using Pandora. Well, now those apps don't count against my data. So I've been listening to crap out of Pandora since this announcement. It's been great. Oh, yeah. Well, no, that's awesome that it's... I mean, it's too bad it's taken so long, but it's it's awesome that they finally came out and did this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have T-Mobile anymore, but even when I did used to have them, it was really difficult for me because it's like I had to be careful with how much I listened to because I didn't want it against me. So good job, guys. Yeah. Now, um, it's not all streaming music. I should clarify that. It's currently anything... Thing in these apps: Pandora, iHeartRadio, iTunes Radio, Rhapsody, Spotify, Slacker, Milk, and Beatport. I have never heard of some of those, but evidently they're popular enough that they got them on there. If yours isn't on there, they actually have the ability. They have a site where you can vote for which other ones you want on there. Strangely, Xbox Radio isn't on there. No, I thought it was. I checked mm. it earlier. I think it was. No, it's not. It's currently up against Google Music Locker and leading the polls, but it's not on there. They need to get oh, Groove you mean on there. The approved ones? Right, the approved ones. Oh, okay, yeah. Um sorry, I thought you were talking about the about the voting. Is Groove Shark still around, Dollface? Mm-hmm. I La- still use it. I love it. Last we talked about about them, they were having some problems, legal problems. Oh, they need to stay around. I like them still. I listen to it. You hear that, everyone? Keep Groove Shark around, if only because Dollface demands it. Do it, please. Yeah, it's not no, so much I a like demand, it, though. So. I know. You're really bad at this demand. We got to stick thing. together. <laughs> now, on the flip side, just as you know, as devil's advocate, this does screw with one thing. Windows Phone happens to have this really handy little thing called Data Sense, where it can actually track how much data you've used, which apps have used it. Was it on Wi-Fi or on cellular and help you stay under your data limit? As you approach your limit, it automatically will go into data sense saver mode and will start to limit or down throttle your speeds on different things at the phone level to make sure you don't hit that limit. That's really convenient. And I know Windows Phone isn't unique in that. I think uh, there are programs for Android and programs for iPhone that will help you do it that are not part of the OS, but they're still very useful. But none of those programs, and Windows Phone can't specify what's mobile data versus what's streaming music data from a particular app and adjust its policies on the fly. So according to my data sense on my phone now, I've reached my data cap, even though T-Mobile says I haven't. So Is it starting to throttle you? Uh, I, I turned that feature off. You can change that, and I turned okay. that feature off. But it is kind of annoying now because, and I know, more first world problems, right? I have to go into my data <laughs> usage... See how much I've used, swipe over, scroll down to Pandora, take that number, and subtract it against the total amount to figure how I've actually used my data. Just kind of annoying. Do you think in the future they'll have it where it will exempt data from certain apps, maybe in the next patch, especially since it's T-Mobile? Maybe. I'd like to think that, but the problem is, is that Microsoft isn't exactly fast to patch. You know, and I don't say that just against Windows Phone. It's Microsoft. It's like that for everything. They patch security flaws real fast. They don't patch features very quickly at all. 
Um, maybe and, Windows uh, Phone 8.2. Maybe, maybe. Uh, let's jump a little bit ahead to other mobile news here. Um, BlackBerry released their Q1 uh, stuff, their, 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 their earnings. And as it turns out, they did slightly less worse than they were expecting. <laughs> they didn't suck as bad. Yeah. They only fell 2.6 million units from the 3.4 million they did last quarter. Now, as easy as it is to mock, and it's very easy, <laughs> this is, I think, their third or fourth quarter in a row where they've been taking less and less and less of a hit. It begs the question, is it because, A, John Chen actually knows what he's doing, their temporary interim CEO who is not interim, or is it because there's so little left to bleed out <laughs> that it's like, it's like, you know when you're emptying a pool and at first it's this huge rush of water come flying out, but as you get towards the bottom, it's just more of a trickle. It's not because there's not still, it's not still leaking. It's because there's less there to leak. So what you're saying is they've almost bled to death? Perhaps. Perhaps. But they did actually make more money um, with their services. Like, like 54% of their money came from their services. Which I think we on this show have been saying for years they should center on that and forget their hardware business. In fact, they just in the same report they pointed out that their Blackbone, Blackbone, yeah, BlackBerry Seven sales were double what the BlackBerry Ten were. People who are buying Blackberries still rather buy the three-year-old Blackberries than the modern ones. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> they, they also, I, I didn't, I didn't get the link here, but they also announced in a completely separate announcement their new BlackBerry design. That um, you guys remember the Microsoft Kin? It sounds familiar, but it I was can't a smartphone that the top of my head. Yeah, it was a smartphone that launched for like you know, four days before they killed it, and Microsoft announced the Windows Phone Seven device. It was this really weird square thing. I'm looking it up just because I gotta see to remember. Oh, <laughs> that's the most yeah. awesome <laughs> face. If only we, if only we were broadcasting. That that is just like the. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> that's like that's bad. For those of you who can't see her, it looks like she's trying not to vomit. <laughs> it's like that smell. It's like you just suddenly caught a smell out of nowhere, and you don't know. Oh, oh. <laughs> That is such... I'm sorry, but that's... That's really stupid. Yeah, well, guess what? The new BlackBerry looks just like that, only with a square keyboard at the bottom of it. You no. can't see it, people, on the radio, but I'm giving a double thumbs up right now. Because hardware <laughs> keyboards are the wave of the future. Yeah. I don't even know the name of it right now. It's just... Uh, BlackBerry Duke. So the newer ones, are they, like, more rectangle, but just same concept of it because they have two images the actual square and then there's one that's more rectangle but um it's a box-like design that bears little resemblance to any prior blackberry smartphone the phone will come in black or white and is said to feature a wide 4.5 inch display with 1440 by 1440 resolution the resolution's good screen size is good it's a square screen that's odd okay but yeah it's um Imagine a rectangle 
and half of it is screen and half of it is keyboard. But it is just so... Oh, here. Square screens are awesome when watching widescreen movies. There. I think I've linked a a picture of uh, CEO John Chen holding off the passport, which is what it's called, and the classic model. It's just such Uh, a bizarre little thing. Is that a phablet? No, that's a phone. That's gotta um, be a that's gotta be a phablet, dude. That's the that, phone. That's the passport. That's like, that's like a six inch thing. Eight that's inch. like as big as my face. That's huge. <laughs> it, it looks it, it it looks like it's as big as his face. That's only four and a half inches of screen. That doesn't count as a phablet. But then there's another six inches of keyboard. <laughs> For instance, I have a four and a half inch screen. Okay, you know that's. Granted, I have a much bigger head. You know. Are you sure? Have you ever met John Chen in person? Maybe this his is head <laughs> is huge. His head's like a fifteen pound watermelon. We don't know. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins size huge head. <laughs> He's like the kid from So I Married an Axe Murderer. We don't know what size this man's hat is. Uh, skipping onwards. Um, the U.S. government evidently took down some Silk Road hoarders uh, a while back. You may remember Silk Road. Uh, it's the black market eBay. And in the process, they seized a whole huge amount of Bitcoin. In fact, at the time, the U.S. became one of the single largest owners of Bitcoin in the world because of this seizure. Well, they decided to start auctioning it off. Well, who would be interested in buying Bitcoin? You would think some pretty shady organizations, but because of the nature of the auction, word was mum. They weren't going to let out who was interested, who was doing it. Unless, of course, you let a really stupid marshal have access to the list who then broadcasts it all in an email and lets it known that a lot of banks are actually trying to buy up Bitcoin. Now, we don't know finances, but one would have to wonder why a bank would want to buy that much cryptocurrency. In fact, we do wonder. If anyone knows, let us know. Feedback at StolenDroids.com It's just kind of weird. I mean, yeah, there were some pretty shady people on the list as well. But um, In other news, the D-Wave quantum computer, which is, I believe, the world's only commercial quantum computer to date, has been purchased by a few people. And it's like $15 million. It's not a small investment. The idea being, if you're not familiar with quantum computing, uh, a normal computer computes in ones and zeros. Switches are either on or off. And how fast those switches can move... Uh, is what a megahertz or a hertz or a kilohertz is. Uh, that's how what processor speed is, is measured by. Well, in quantum computing, they use, instead of bits, which are one or zero, they use qubits, or quantum bits, which are both one and zero. Uh, it's really complex. Uh, if Schmitty were here, he'd be able to explain it a lot better. Needless to say, they're supposed to be much better at calculating large amounts of data. They're supposed to do it faster. Well... An independent study done by Google and Microsoft together, as well as a few other interested parties, because Google actually owns a D-Wave, came out that the D-Wave doesn't move any faster than Microsoft's own standard x86 servers. They called into question whether or not quantum computing really did anything. The problem is, is that you can't measure quantum computing with the same benchmarks as anything else. You can't say, yes, it did it at this speed. You just have to throw more and more and more data at it until it starts to pull ahead. And in all their tests, they never saw it pull ahead. The standard computers were able to move just as fast. Well, uh, in response to this, uh, 
D-Wave's CEO called it complete BS. Like he actually used those words. Which is not normally the <laughs> type of PR response I expect from a large company, but okay. Not the letters, the words. Yes. <laughs> it's total BS. They're total D-bags. What the F? <laughs> oh my G-O-S-H. Totally hate those guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> now basically the, the CEO is from the Lego movie. Okay. But I so, watched that today. Isn't it great? I love that oh, movie. I, I was very impressed by it. But carry on. Let's talk about this man who likes to speak with letters. First off, I don't think it says really great things about the company that that's how their CEO reacts. Second off, we have no proof that quantum computing, right, as it stands right now, is any better than standard computing. But, and, I, and this is a very, very, I mean, take this with a ton of salt. I'm willing to give quantum computing the benefit of the doubt here. And here's why. The first computers were huge, right? We've all seen pictures. They took up entire rooms. A five megabyte hard drive had to be loaded onto a DC-9 with a forklift, okay? And though they could compute simple mathematic equations, they had to be programmed for it on the fly. They couldn't just do any com computation. They had to be loaded with the problem through punch cards. It took forever, and people kept asking, well, what's the point of a computer if my secretary can add things together faster than this room full of machinery, right? It wasn't that computers weren't capable of it, and it's not that computers were not the wave of the future. It's just simply that the, that the technology was so limited at the time that it didn't yet surpass what it was trying to replace. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with it. Well, okay. <laughs> let, let's dumb it down further. The car, the first cars didn't go any faster than horses. You know, people could out one cars when they first came out. You know, so I kind of get the feeling that quantum computing is at that st same level. It can't, it's having problems competing with what it's supposed to be replacing because they haven't refined it enough. The technology is there and it's working. It just isn't enough, you know? Well, it's eventually going to get to the point, though, where it allows us to travel through time and take over people's bodies. And then we'll just jump to another place once we fix their particular problem. See, I know you're referencing Quantum Leap, but I just think it's going to get to the point where we're going to have a quantum computer in our Nest thermostats, so the temperature will both be 90 and 60 at the same time. Yeah, that whole, it's it's ones and zeros on the on the switches. It's weird, right? you, you got to pick a side, man. You can't ride the fence like that. This, these aren't the primaries, Honor. If, <laughs> if you're on, then you're not off, but... You can't be both off and on. You can't be both a one and a zero. That just doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute. I can't tell if you're quoting something anymore. No, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quoting the book of Zoner. You can't oh. be both hot and cold because then you're warm and you're neither. Ah, so you can be. There is a middle state. See, we won't but go into it anymore. It's confusing. We don't know quantum stuff as much as Schmitty does. Uh, but no, it, it works. Do you think that if we keep trying to press the issue, we could cause him to have a stroke as he listens to the show? On his radio? On his radio while he reads the newspaper. <laughs> In it'd his dapper like, hipster gear. It'd only be 27% stroke. <laughs> okay, into our favorites. <laughs> My favorite rules all. I'm just letting you know that right now. I'm ready to drop the mic. Not really, I love this mic. But there is a new epic rap battle of history. Big Whoop. They come out with those all the time, right? 
Well, this one is Sir Isaac Newton versus Bill Nye. But then, Dr. My brain just went completely blank. The guy from Cosmos. Wow. <laughs> my Chris Tyson. Thank you. <laughs> I went to... I went to Degrassi High. Like, that's where my brain went. <laughs> I just, I wanted to I let to, you sit and stew for a I second. I went to Degrassi see. High, and then I went to Mike Tyson, and for some reason my brain's like, no, no, these, these names mean something, and I couldn't work it out. Anyway, so it's this really great rap battle, and halfway through I'm looking going, that Isaac Newton looks very familiar. It's Weird Al. It's Weird Al rapping in an epic rap battle of history. And as awesome as that is, and it's pretty awesome, What's really awesome is down at the bottom, at the very end, where you can follow the link to uh, um, all of Weird Al's actual videos, is the link that says that Mandatory Fun, his new album, is due out soon. So July that's like, 15th. That's a twofer. That's two favorites in one video. So I'm excited. I'm excited because that means he'll have another world tour, which means I get to go on the road chasing Weird Al all over the western United States again. Okay, my favorite this week is a simple yet very addicting, yet not so simple uh, mobile game. It's called Smash Hit. It's been out for a while. It's on uh, Android and Apple, Android and iOS. And essentially, you throw steel balls at glass stuff and make it break. And it starts off fairly simple, and it gets less so the longer you're able to hit things with these steel balls. And I cannot stop playing. It's... It's addictive. That and Injustice on my Android, I cannot stop playing either one of those games right now. Which is weird, because I can't play them both at the same time. Yet, oddly enough, I did today. One on my tablet, one on my phone. So, if you need a good That's not good true. Time it has killer, to be a one or a zero. <laughs> I do quantum gaming. but I'm, I'm looking at the video. It's, uh, it looks really cool. There's something satisfying about smashing things. It, there really is. There really is. And my life is full of stress at the moment, again, buying a house. And so it's nice to take it out. It's from the studio that gave us Granny Smith and the Sprinkle Games, Sprinkle Islands, and Sprinkle Jr. Uh, so it's a good studio. Uh, check it out. It's a fun game. Very cool. All right. So um, my favorite, obviously, is for the ladies. But trust me, it's awesome because when I did this, I kept getting stopped by people. So when we were at the uh, Comic-Con Fanex this year, we ran into the sweet Kelly Hugh. And as we were leaving, I noticed her nails. And I had to stop and talk to her about it because they were so cool. She let us take pictures, everything. They're awesome. It's uh, the site called Espionage Cosmetics. And what they do is uh, they sell makeup and nail, those like nail stickers or whatever. But these are not your typical nail stickers. These... uh, they last for two weeks and um, they have like comic book themes. They have, uh, if you're in a computers, speaking of zero one, uh, they have uh, some of those on there. So you have the binary code. Um, they have Ninja Turtles. They have Nightmare Before Christmas. You cat lovers, they have those as well. But they're really awesome. So um they're about 10 bucks each, but they last, like I said, for two weeks. And one strip you can actually use on two nails. I didn't know that, and I accidentally um, wasted half of them. So be smart and be careful with using them, but they're really awesome. I recommend checking them out. Very cool. 
Well, all right, that is our episode for this week. Again, check out FamineFighters.com. Donate and let us know. Uh, also, let us know how we're doing. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Follow us on Facebook. Friend us on Twitter. Circle us on Google+. Or give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Uh, until next time, cheers. Good day. Bye. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.